you say the N word, find out how. <laughs> I actually can't use that. Why not? I'm going to use it. Period. Good morning, everyone. And my name is Rafi. Guten Tag, everyone. My name is Nunu Paris, the queen of black people. And que lo que? Am I an Afro-Latino? Check me out after this. It's your girl, Nunu Paris, telling you that black is queen. And my name is Rafi Umanzor. And this is Wait, Don't Do It. The show we tell you to. Wait! Let's celebrate Black History 365. Or is it 3435? I can never tell. Um, now streaming on iTunes. <laughs> the remix featuring black people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> black History Bob! Katiana Perry. Uh, uh, five, six, seven, eight. Lift every voice. voice. And sing. string. Oh my god I want to give the real tea The tea is I went to all black schools And elementary school We had to learn that And sing that like all the time And I thought that was so normal Until I became like an adult (laughs) Um As someone who went to public school In New York Port Chester, New York The suburbs uh, but I still had, there was still a large Latino And black population I did not know about the Black national anthem until you told me about it. Um, until we saw Amanda Seals' show, Smart. Was that Money. the first time we? No, I knew of it before then. I remember it was highlighted in that comedy special. Yeah, everyone started talking about it after that. Oh, I thought you, when you said when we went to go see it at the Kennedy Center. No, I'm talking about like yeah, because she invited us. Yeah, obviously. Um, this is the new new pair. <laughs> <laughs> we were on the sidelines. We were watching in the booth. Queen. We were actually in the booth. Yeah, we were in right. boxes. We don't do. You have the video. Fuck the box. <laughs> <laughs> Just a pop shit. Oh my god, we need to start our Black History Month episode. Rafi, come on. We're here. We're First of all, we've been here. We are here, and as much as white America has tried to erase and pretend erase blackness, um, whether physically in our history books. We are still motherfucking here, bitch. And we are celebrating Black History Month all year long. Officially. But is it... Is social me- I think in social media, um, we are celebrating Black History Month, right? People love posting Black History things. Like, it's February, bitch. And yeah, and there's, there's I like memes, black people today. There's memes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how are we celebrating? Watching The Real Housewives? Of Atlanta Going, and, 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 P, uh, and Potomac. Oh, yes. I just said The Real Housewives. That's just a generic. It's all the same show, right, girls? Uh, no, it's not. Oh, my God. No, it's God. not. No, there was literally a, there was a white woman in one of them that said she was black. Who? Uh, Kelly Dodd. Who in Utah is doing that? No, no, no. Not, not Utah. Not Utah. Utah. OC. 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 I heard that, and I was like, I, I can't watch that show. I can't. So, speaking of whiteness... Blackness is better. Yeah. Um, and I think we're at the cusp of finding out that that's true, correct or no? I mean, it's always been true. You know, Africa, the motherland, you know, we, we're the reason for the season. You know what I'm saying? But recently, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Like, Biden was president and... Was. Is. <laughs> is he? Because people are still talking about Trump. But, like... 
I feel like again, uh, we recently I was watching the, not to bring up the Housewives, but I was watching the Housewives and they documented the moment where Portia found out that Brianna Taylor, Brianna Taylor's no no charges would be brought on, brought on for her murder. Uh, by the way, that still has not. Uh, not I mean, anywhere. It's over now. And, no one's getting charged for nothing nowadays. And that's and after all that, after all that white allyship, what happened? Where did that go? The letter from Beyonce didn't work. At this point, it almost is like you. Sometimes I wonder. Oh my god, these celebrities should be doing more. No, they can't be doing more. There's nothing more to do. I mean, Beyonce can't do it. Who can? And. Uh, and I don't know what's uh, so we're celebrating it, but right now in America, it's uh, it's almost like tone deaf to pretend like there's been advancements made. In right the in, in in the pandemic throughout this now going on a year of a pandemic for our mm. country. You know we've seen so many continued killings of unarmed black persons. We've seen uh, injustice. We've seen approach uh, peaceful protesters jailed beaten while we've had a uh, president incite a riot and allow all these um rednecks to come to dc and just tear it down aside from that the vaccine is just being treated like real estate and the haves and the have-nots are the northwest people are getting it and in southeast and northeast a little girl <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, seriously, we, we've seen injustices, but being cooped up, the positive thing is that we got to see so much black art come to the forefront as well. And But I can't even keep celebrating that because it's always being celebrated. It's always been either po- poached and stolen, but it's, be, it's been in the forefront. I will say that. It's, it's like, to me, TikTok has is the blatant kind of obvious thing where it's like black culture everywhere. The A-A-V-E that I see the girls talking about on TikTok, that's a different generation. You know, we used to call it, you know, about you, we used to call it Ebonics. We used to oh, call Ebonics. it. Ebonics, <laughs> yes, Ebonics. Now, now, yeah, TikTok has made it A-A-V-E. A-A-V-E. That's what we call black people speaking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. These right. clogs uh, <laughs> six feet away. <laughs> I got my vaccine, God. <laughs> I did though. Um, we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> you are silly. It's so silly on this episode. I'll be. I'm taking it seriously. Uh, I, you're all. You're all. You know. So if we seem a little frazzled for Black History Month, we are celebrating the ultimate uh, black person. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say that we spent today, uh, uh, one of the last few days of Black History Month officially. But again, we're continuing that past, and also gonna normalize just starting Latino Heritage Month. By the way, in October, not just doing the half shit. You don't want September? No, I'm good with September's just- a better month. You know why? Because nothing happens in September. October already got too much. So, anyways, but I thought you were gonna say we spent it doing. Everyone should be doing and supporting black businesses during this time. Exactly. Small black businesses, just like Ivy Park. <laughs> um, this is a war. I mean, just a, a quick aside. Beyonce, we love you. I want you to know that we're happy that you send us things and give us discounts. But, and give us exclusive openers. But, Mama, you know, you drop it every other month. Don't go with my bank account. My black bank account ain't got this. <laughs> <laughs> and when I saw that convertible jacket costing $600, I said, that's someone's rent payment. Yeah, if you lived in anywhere below Virginia, honey, 
that's just your normal mortgage. But, oh, my God. It was so tempting to get. It was so tempting, yeah. But, anyways, we did get our stuff. Um, so, watch out for that. But, uh, that's what we should be. That's where I think consciousness should at least be focusing on. It's supporting people business-wise. Again, I, we don't got to intermix with people. Like, I don't. I, we don't have to have more white people at these schools. We don't have to have anything of that. You're saying fuck integration, bitch. And fuck integration. No. I'm fully okay with keeping things the way they are. Just full funding behind it. Full support behind it. When you talk about money, there has to be allocated money for specific people of color. Because at this point, the system doesn't work for us. So you have to find spaces in it. You know, that's a different, interesting point you make. I, I want to touch on it. You know, I have this conversation with my colleagues colleagues at my all black work environment and um one of their colleagues always talks about how her father said that integration was one of the worst things that happened to black people because it used to be black people would be in their own neighborhoods communities so everyone would be watching out for each other and it would be a, a shared responsibility in a sense but now that we have all this mixing, it becomes a little bit more evident of the haves and the have-nots. And you don't have as much support anymore uh, to continue thriving. So, obviously, we're not saying segregation, but... What I'm saying is, again, not a law saying that things need to be divided, but there needs to be... Full again, funding. Full funding. Be, and no, not any more integration, not any more of this. We need to stop because things center around whiteness for some reason. And that needs to be the, the, the point where we need to stop dividing. So when it comes down to, again, black black schools, black dominant schools, sororities, I don't think that needs to be anything more of segregation. After being in a fraternity, I would have much appreciated being in a Latin, Latino, ethnic. Y'all don't want to see an all-white line, a.k.a. And gay, and gay, Latino, black, P, uh, B-I-P-O-C, and, but, but again, that exist, queer. Girl? Again, one day... That's called the house, study. It's called the ball. Mama. You want to go to the house of Paris, we do it. But, we, but <laughs> at UNCG, we didn't have the ball of 1987, honey. <laughs> we had... Uh, we had Kappa 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 Delta Kappa Kappa Kappa. Kappa Kappa Gamma. <laughs> um, so, I, again, I think that that's where I think the trajectory should move towards. I don't think that... Um, and I think... But also, I think while we need Black History Month, we also have to normalize just educating people about black history... American history in schools. I think that just needs to be a thing. Like why? Why is it a month? Why is it a? Why is it like a syllabus filler? I want to be clear that you know slavery is not it was black never history. The final exam, by the way, uh, never. Slavery is not black history. That's American history. Black history is so much more, so much international, so much more um, captivating than what we portrayed to be because, you know, in media, in movies, blockbuster movies, you know, the only ones that ever get applauded are, like, the slave ones, right? Mm -hmm. And the slave narrative or this Black Panther narrative or just any narrative of black people struggling is just what we love to see for some reason. And there is just so much more. The fact that we've created and literally invented so much and created the foundation, honestly, for American culture is just beyond me. I'm glad you brought up the representation element. Um, we were talking about something uh, recently, and I think the lack of representation really affects how we see ourselves. It does. Just to equate to people out there, um, Nunu was... We were, t- we were watching uh, th- this drag queen sing a Spanish song, and it was like a song that my mom used to sing. 
and I was like, okay, I'm resent, I'm resonating with this. I'm really like this is, and it was not the best lip sync, but I really appreciated watching my culture there and watching that. And it just it just begs to it it just shows that the lack of representation that you see across the board in D.C. Uh, there are black drag queens. There are uh, queer black influencers, but they're not who you hear. They're not who you're seeing in the music videos. Right. You know, they are not calling Nunu Paris and Rafi Manzor. Oh, I'll put your whole name up there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and Onika, honey. But you can also, but, but period, it, when it comes down to the nitty gritty, they don't call any of the girls. They, I mean, they call one of the girls. They always call one. They always call one. One two for diversity. One. Two equals diversity. Because they don't look past what the basic skin color is. They don't care about the talent behind it. They just care about the putting it it's here. The look. It's the place they're here. Um, there's a great episode um, on one of my co- former uh, clients' Allie's, her podcast, Wild, Wonderful, and Free. Um, she spoke with some people in the ball scene in D.C., and she talked about how there was uh, black influencers in D.C. that just you know had to leave uh, like you were saying, leave when they started getting more success, leave the ball scene to go after these Caucasian gigs, Caucasian filler gigs, and how that divided the scene just together. I think that's such a huge thing that we need to focus on is the unity amongst these places of color, especially black communities. Right. And and it goes beyond. It goes beyond that. Social media is racist. <laughs> Just the algorithm alone is racist. The algorithm is racist. If two people of color are going live, it's going to have a lower rating. I We've all had to work gigs mm-hmm. uh, with uh, white people to get a gig. That's just the reality of our life. Um, and you always can say, you know, why don't you make your own gig? We can, but then no one will tune in. It's like whiteness has to be there for people to see it as acceptable, to okay it. Like, oh, white person's there. Okay, let's check it out. You know what I mean? And that's where I think the kindness, like, and before people start taking that as an attack, that is the truth. That's the fundamental truth. That's my experience. That's her experience. Everyone's experience. I mean, I see it too. I, I mean, I see it in, in, when, when, I don't want to bring certain things up, but like, I've seen how it has affected Nunu in just drag alone. And it's insane. It's really insane because down to the, when it comes down to it, some, uh, it doesn't matter over the quality of the white queen either. It's, it just it has to be white queen. Never matter. And when people say it's not about race, no, fundamentally it's about race. Anything image based is about race because it's what you see and it's automatically your judgment behind what you see. Um, and I think, what has what do you think you've learned from and learned to appreciate about just your experience as a black drag queen going through this experience? What do you think you can see more than any other thing? That third eye. Um, you know, honestly, throughout this year and being in the pandemic and just reflecting, I have just become so in love with all things in my culture. I love all the parts of it, and in parts that you may not might think. I'm obsessed. I am super obsessed with the um, Christianity that prevails African-American culture. It's toxic. It's terrible. But it's hilarious. And it's so... (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. No, no, it is hilarious, but it also is is necessary. I'm I'm grateful to grow up in that church culture because it it controls and it go and it permeates through everything. Whether you're watching the Shade Room, a sitcom movie, it all comes back together. And it is one of the few instances in our culture that um you know it's a, it's a collective, right? It's a real culture. Almost like a trauma bond. <laughs> I would say trauma bond. The church used to be the main uh, community center for for African Americans in our country. You know, for fashion shit because that's where everyone would gather, regardless yeah. of it was. Actual sermon they would just yeah. gather. So now that that is gone, in a sense, yeah, is, I, I, that's something I appreciate. I appreciate the camaraderie. I appreciate the sisterhood. Yeah, and I appreciate the the creativity that we have because we have to be creative. We have to figure out how to get outfits, how to book gigs, how to do numbers, how to do hair. How to get noticed. How to get noticed. And people don't even think about hair. Like, I did not grow up with anyone that had hair like this. I don't know what to do with fucking straight hair and these little gigs. I don't know. I have to learn a whole other culture's, you know, way of being in a sense. That has not been either marketed towards you or just available to you. Exactly. And of course, not to say there's not people uh, that identify as black who don't have hair like this. But, you know, in terms of the majority and what we see out there, we we, we don't get it. So you just have to learn. But also it makes me sad because I have learned that no matter what I do, I just will never have as many followers or be as praised for my look as much as I'll be praised for a personality because black people are funny we're entertaining we're we had this conversation recently me and Nunu um and it's, it's a hard it, it was a, it, it was something that we've talked about also when I was experiencing at, at the gym I was at but it's almost this level of wanting to be something or but being pushed into a bubble just because of the color of your skin and you said what I said that you are valid, you're beautiful, and that you can't let anyone dull your shine. <laughs> That's how I, what you experienced, though. Huh? What did you, you say? You, you were literally part <laughs> of. What? You were talking about a phone call. What? About being a pretty girl? Is that people are going to you're entertaining everyone. Oh my god, girls! I just fucking you know. <laughs> um, oh, was that the, for the was that for the Patreon? You just was, you know, just roll with a horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I realized that I've gotten more uh, notice, more interactions on my reels on things where I'm uh, being funny, where I am, you know, performing than ever just sitting still. I can never sit still <laughs> and get. In any any attention online, but all my white counterparts can just stand there, can stand <laughs> there, not know how to put an eyelash on, not know what a wig looks like, not have an outfit, not have a nail, not have a ring, not have anything that would be drag, and they they they'll be at a thousand, ten thousand followers. But that's just the reality of our life, I guess. Can we? Is, okay, is it problematic to just put into because we're talking to the people that are like again our community? Hopefully, this expands to other community, but to the queer community. Community. It just comes down to performances, right? When we've talked this before about how um, black artists are just disregarded as rap 
or R&B or soul instead of ca- properly categorizing them into pop after properly categorizing them and into what 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 they what they what they commit what, what they, they produce what yeah. they produce what you what you vibe it to and that, that is the that and also again we're integration but that is segregation that's the fundamental part of segregation is is putting something a label separate on separate but equal separate but equal but it's deemed less it's deemed as a category as a niche not as a center again. We're centering things around whiteness, so I think that's a perfect example of how people can cognizantly see how that would affect Nunu in in her drag, right? I want to talk about um, the Afro Latino community. So we have seen a, I would say, a rise because they've always been there, obviously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a rise in the usage of the term mm-hmm. Afro Latino as we have uh, navigated throughout our culture, and it is important to highlight this because. It's so prevalent. Mm-hmm. It is, and it's kind of. I mean, I think people like to separate the experience instead of uh, recognizing it as black and somehow being from you know having a Spanish descent, as the people like to say, or being of Latin descent uh, t- takes you out of the blackness or the black experience when you're still profiled, when you're still treated as such, when people still um, act like you are. Uh, black, you know, if you were seen as black, then you have the black experience. I think where the thing has to remove, and I have to watch myself also sometimes, is gatekeeping others' experiences. Because, like I said, I the one drop rule, right, is a, is, is a it's rule. still a thing. Again, it's if you thing. look black, at the end of the day, people are going to treat you like you're black. But sometimes where the disconnect for me, like, was is when the experience is not there, when the, like, when the privilege doesn't, when it, people, I say, I do think that some people label themselves into categories, like white passing uh, Latinos, like, uh, even Latino passing, like, Afro-Latino-esque. Some people really, like, push the struggle out there, because I feel like that's what they know of the black community, of the Latin community. I do agree. I do think blackness, for some reason, is equated. And I mean, it is, in a sense, historically a the struggle. <laughs> like, black struggle. I've been through things. Yeah. It's just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And it's just so much more than that. It's so much more than that. And I think that's what, that's where my disconnect, I don't want people to relate to being Latino when it comes to the struggle of being Latino or black. I want it to be based off when the music that we listen to, what what the food, the culture, the conversations we can have, and it's, right, the tradition is so rich, and to be Afro Latino is to be so I was yes. fortunate because you get the best, um, yes, like rich cultures which are born out of survival and have survived and maintained and have such a strength that has not been seen in any other place. Candy Muse is Afro Latina. She brings even though her she don't speak Spanish like the girl. I don't speak Spanish like that either. That, and that's such a, that is also something that's specific. gatekeeping though. That that is also something so specific though in Latin Afro Latino first generation Americans is that. Our Spanish is non-existent. We're, it's like this new language because almost. it's a duality when you're it's in, a duality. In, in, in the in the world. You're trying to be an American, yeah. right? You're trying to, but then you get seen as Latino or black or both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it, it's it's a lot. It's, it's, called it's the internal dialogue that you feel that you don't that doesn't match what you want sometimes. And it's and like I said, I think. Those are the experiences that are not heard, especially the black stories. And I think there's also the level of segregation between the Latino and 
black community. Or, and like I said, and by yeah, black, absolutely. black is universal. So when I say black, also, I mean Indian. I mean a Middle Eastern. I They have a caste system, too, like like black, right? They, like Egyptians. Egyptians have black people. Right, right. I just, you know, you know Asians versus black, a little different. But you know, different continents. <laughs> no, because because it, it's because remember, race is a construct. Also, people don't think Egyptians is black, despite them being African. But, yeah, African. <laughs> but like, no. But what I'm saying is also is people think that African is black, right? And actually, that is so so. I mean, the African culture compared to the African American culture are vastly different. Yes, and you know, there's a lot of honestly a lot of friction uh, yes. between it because you know. Their values are different than African American values because our culture was born in a capitalistic society. <laughs> it's two different things, right? Also, um, recently, I we got wait don't do it again until a little hot stream with a David Dobrik video that I had made about him being a white man with white privilege and you tell the people about it, yeah, um, and doing. Um, do, like he's basically benefiting of white privilege by marginal by pitting marginalized people against each other. He had little people in his group. He had black people, and he would always make black jokes, little people jokes to them. And I made I pointed out all those problematic things. And I got a first of all for the amount I have uh, right now that video has a hundred and seven comments. Wow. And like only three thousand views. So first of all, gatekeeping from TikTok. Period. Shadow ban. <laughs> I fully am believing it because anything causing that much conversation should be getting. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, what I'm saying is that people were jumping on there and being like, well, he's not even white. He's not. He's an immigrant. He's not even white. He's not. He's an immigrant. He's not even white. He's an immigrant. He's Scandinavian. People think that white is only centered around Americanism. Right. Or the and, Western and, world. And, and, you know, if you're white, you're white. And there's no place on this earth where whiteness does not grant you privilege and access universal universal and i don't and when we go back when i met india what i met india is like a dark-skinned indian is black in india that's because it's a caste system lighter lighter indians are at the top and darker people on the bottom brazil the second most populated uh people per per um uh capita what's it called Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um is black and they are not even in the centerfold of anything in Brazil. You would not know that. You would not know that because Brazil right. is so, uh, Pablo Vittar is a Latina woman, but in Brazil she's a white Latina woman. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. I feel like we don't focus enough on that and that blackness is all over the world. It's a phenomenon. As Rafi, all of his K-pop stars just steal from <laughs> black culture. My and my uh, my one of my clients also, shout out to Vidya. Um, she talked about Bollywood, and she said that so she can recognize sometimes that Bollywood has um, taken stuff from black from the black American culture and like that kind of thing. So it's a very people love our culture; they just don't like us or our struggle, or our truth, or our but, pain, our love, our heartbreak. Our but I truly, 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 truly believe that if America got it together and made the conscious progress. Of being a driving force to equality, and uh, again, not not 
together but equal, whatever. I want just equality across the board, no struggle, and like actual investment in black communities. I think the fo- the world would follow suit. I do think that we have that much influence. If you notice that when Trump became president, uh, Brazil got a Trump, uh, Britain got a Trump. Italy got to try showing their ass. And so I think what we need to do is really take it seriously. I, I still see people making the most ridiculous microaggressions towards black people and just think it's normal and think it's okay because I'm in the room and I'm Latino and I'm not going to relate to that kind of that kind of insult. It's crazy out there. And so I just want people to be fully aware of how they are, like, being and like, are you really about that life, or are you just out here saying you like black people because you listen to Cardi B? Right, because that they love to put that one on on the forefront, don't they? Um, despite having all these other female rappers who uh, identify as African American, constantly be attacked, whether it be shot, whether it be um, just trying to take down Nicki Minaj's career. I just think there is still this idea that we need to protect black women, but no one believes black women. No one wants to talk about helping black women or doing anything to protect people. I mean, I know that's partly a gender issue as well, but it's just just ridiculous. It comes down to the bottom line that when we upload this episode and we call it Black History Month, it's... People are going to be like, oh, it's one of those episodes. It's one of those that's what's going to happen. That's what Black History means. They're like, it's February. We got to talk about black people this month. We got to repeat the same conversation. First of all, I'm tired of these... Okay. I'm not going to speak on people's experiences, but there's a lot of people out there thinking that it's just by celebrating celebrating Black History Month means, again, I do think we should appreciate black people in the history of... Uh, of, of American history who have created who have paved the way I do believe that's something important is that the bare minimum that's not creating a conversation that's not going to leave an impression that's not going to change people's minds I don't think that is enough and I right. I think these are the conversations that need to be in the forefront we have to acknowledge that are that there's people in our communities that are black Afro-Latino that still are gatekeeping and also um, not watching people of color on TV. They're, they're still supporting full whiteness. Right. I, you have to add, your conversation should be around how am I choosing, because it's a choice. I want you to know, as an African-American person, I made a conscious choice as a youngster to seek out diversity. No one had to tell me. I did it on my own. Mm-hmm. So I talked to specifically people outside of my own culture at school because I wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. I wanted to understand other people outside myself. You have to do that too, okay? Yeah. You yeah. have to watch uh, shows by African Americans, Latinos, Asians. Insecurity is not enough. And again, I think that's also, again, the bare minimum. I'm talking about. Again, I'm not saying go to these spaces. Don't put your. And that's has got everything. You yeah. can watch the parks. Yeah. You can watch Noisha. You but can watch. What I'm also saying <laughs> is putting yourself in spaces that you feel comfortable, in, but finding out like, is there somewhere where I can go that is just more diverse? It doesn't just have to again. People center like diversity as blackness. Also, just putting yourself in diverse situations in that way, you like start realizing everything. But oh, give me! I you I got an example. So something all people of color experience, universal, is that you everyone has been the only person of color to walk in a room of white people, and they notice, and you notice, but you don't care. But you don't care. 
because you're not the person. Try doing that for yourself. Go to an all black, all let's see, all eight, all whatever it is space, and just see what it's like. Um, no issue, no harm. Just go and do that. And you know what? Guess what? There's not going to be any harm because if we did, we would go to jail and get shot. So you'll be fine regardless. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Ain't nobody and do that, that is the 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 con- It's just. It's just the madness of it all. And so I think witnessing where this year has gone, I think we need to do more, y'all. I, 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 sometimes I, I want to just enjoy my TikTok, but I just see the worst conversations happening and just the scum rising to the top sometimes. And I think that we need to really center, like, who really be mindful of who we're uplifting. Who, who we're supporting out there? Right. What brands we're, we're actually putting our money Why do y'all like TikTokers? Why y'all let all the white TikTokers report on black things? And Shut like up. it. And like it. And I that's just, where y'all want to get y'all news stories. You don't even want to hear things about black people from black people. Like, that's how much you don't like black people. Sean King has to go. Until Sean King is canceled, canceled, I am not going to be sold that social justice is at the forefront in our culture, in anything. Because it's just it's just been consistently met with the same thing. So how do you feel like the first step into someone who is white at home, who, like I said, is not aware of how they've been misusing their whiteness? Um, but, like, how what, what's a good first step for them to do it? I would say for anyone at home because, yeah. you know, there, there's so many divisions among a racial lines, yeah, unfortunately. Like, yeah. And we have to experience other people's culture. Yeah. You have to want. And I always say the easiest part, because we're in a pandemic, just watch stuff. Try to just understand culture. That's it. Understand where it comes from. Look up things you don't know. See the similarities. See the differences. And then ask respectfully. That's all you have to do. No one is going to be mad at you. No one wants to, you know, fight you for no reason. We just want you to understand and be respectful and not steal the culture. Y'all love appropriating. I like taking it. You're like, oh, that's cool. Yep. And not, like, and not understanding the culture not relating to the culture and that's ultimately i think where it comes from like i said i credit me going to new york living in new york even though the system was not for us and it was built for whiteness and again all we were learning in school was again all people of color in this classroom but we were learning about white people all the time um that was the that was the thing that really made me who I am today. Where again, you said something like that, like you just were drawn to diversity. You were just drawn to like not being just around white people, not just being around um, one homogenous group. I also did not feel comfortable just being part of, and that's another layer too. Again. I guess about the black community and other marginalized communities. Sometimes, especially when you're queer, you're not even comfortable with being in your own community. Absolutely. And that's why in Black History Month, we just have to go beyond, um, (laughs) you know, Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. We have to talk about the queer and many faces uh, of black history leaders that that impacted us. Okay. Mm -hmm. We have to recognize that all black lives matter for yeah. real yeah. trans lives queer lives disabled lives all lives not lives that are convenient entertaining um and don't uh challenge your thinking yeah because remember like if y'all really care chi chi should have had more access if y'all re- like there there's there's a reason why a lot of the drag entertainers 
that we we saw die during this pandemic were black. It's just a bottom line. Is resources and and those drag entertainers um, from the show who are, are struggling now finding housing homes are always going to be queens of color. So again, be aware of how you are processing it when you're just bottom line when you're watching people of color do their thing. Are you coming in at a place of judgment? Or are you coming at a place of general support? You know what I'm saying? Is it for you or is it for the queen? Because remember, the queen, at the end of the day, right? I feel like even when you're doing drag, it's for you. It's for you. you I, I want to look like this for yeah. some reason. And that's what I do, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and so it takes a, it takes it away. Because like, I remember also teaching psycho classes. I felt like sometimes people made me feel like I was doing it for them and I wasn't doing it for me. And I was like, no, this is for me. This is definitely for, I enjoy doing this. I'm not, I don't care about it was always hard. Again, uh, there was a common talk that amongst, again, we, fitness is a thing that I've been seeing. And, and again, a lot of talented black instructors <clears throat> don't get the pay they deserve and don't get the classes they deserve. Don't get the class branding. They, they have to prove themselves. They have to like literally be the best for a whole underpaid, underpaid fiscal year. And then you start getting paid. That I Trust me, I... I it happens across the that board. That happens. So you have to go through an underpaid fucking year, prove yourself that you're the best, and then, oh, then you're able to just get whatever you want. Um, I've seen it. I've experienced it also in like my Latino experience at gyms. But right now, black people, uh, black fitness instructors are not being prioritized at all. They're not being like sought after at all. In fact, there are still white brands doing the same thing, and people are drawn to it more just because it's a white brand, not even thinking about going to other black-owned businesses that are that are it's uh what comparable competition what would you say years cup com contemporary contemporaries yes. oh my gosh yeah i like that word my contemporaries yeah i also want to talk about representation in media so as a child that was raised by tv kind of um, it used to disappoint me that I could never go back until this year <laughs> and watch any of the black content that I grew up watching. That was not made available to stream until the last year. I, but y'all got I, friends. Right. I just want y'all to know that. I could not watch The Proud Family anywhere unless I bought it. I could not watch The Parkers, Moesha, Girlfriends, Half and Half, Eve, Jamie Foxx show, whatever it is, I could not watch that until within the last year. Mm. That's content that has never been out, but that impacted a generation People had of African Americans. People had to die for that to be on TV. Like, that's a fact. Like, that's what they did. That is that crazy. Like you have always had your culture. You've always had it available to stream. You can pick up anything and do it. But I, I just got it. Yeah, like months ago. And then when you once you get it, you don't know what to do with it. Also, you can't just go back. It's like because that's what I've noticed. I like sister, sister, all that stuff. Sister, I watched sister. it, and it, it all came out at once. And then like I, it, it was over. I think. But all these streaming companies love to have the black section now. Yeah, because that's and, what's in. Yeah, and so it, it's what's in. And I think, like I said, right now is where we need to start uh, again intersectionalizing 
culture and like really like putting the 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 creators, the black brown creators, to the forefront, and not having the same regurgitated same kind of because they'll choose one you know black person, one Latino person, one Asian or whatever, and they'll let that person be the voice. And I love these people, but they'll let Issa Rae do everything. They'll let Lil Manuel Miranda do everything, <laughs> and that's just it. That's just the only one in that category. And yeah. you can have multiple. You can be all there. Yeah. So this month. Is going to be the month, right? That it changes. The month. I don't. I don't see things going back to the way they are after this pandemic. This is the last Black History Month, where it's going to be. Oh, it's Black History Month. No, it's a conversation. It's being. It's being talked about. It's. Uh, you're seeking after how you can support Black people during this month. Period. Period. So how are we going to celebrate? Honestly, we're going to keep loving. We're going to keep supporting, supporting mostly. People don't understand that the infrastructure is not set up for black and brown people to win. Yeah. The infrastructure is literally made for us to just glamorize our black and brown idols, but not be able to be at a table with them. And that is the honest truth. There is no intersectionalism either. There's not a lot of... Once I noticed that also, and this happens in the Latino community specifically mm-hmm. for me, is they move on, they make their white friends, and then, and then again, this happened in D.C. too. Look at, the, look at that podcast episode. And... Um, and there's no reach back and lifting up other platforms. You mm-hmm. all have to lift other platforms. Again, there's so many like podcasts, blogs out there that are really like being the only black and brown podcast. So I think that's something to really remember too. Okay, honey. Because we all can have a seat at the table. So thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting Wait, Don't Do It. Thank you, thank you, thank you for just being who you are. And thank you for sharing this video, sharing our content, helping black and brown people uh, reach more people, okay? I know you're going to do this. it. No, right Share now. this right now, period. period. If you made it this far, I know you're liking that episode. Well, wait. Oh my God, I'm so hungry. You better like, because I'm withering away as we speak. <laughs> But for real, we love y'all. It's been real. It's your girl, Nunu Parrish, y'all. And my name is Rafi, and we're the Pointer Sisters. Point, 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 point. Oh, honey, I, I'm a, She's I'm a, a point point. I am a Pointer Sister, honey. Who was the Pointer Sister who called her that? Battle Queer. Battle Queer. Point, point. I'm going to lose my hat again, girl. Ah! Oh, before that hat falls off, my name is Rafi. This is Nunu. Let's go. Black people. Woo! <laughs> we did it. Also, blackface is not okay. Still, see ya. That's gonna be the first. <laughs> that's gonna be the first thing. Is no, can we talk about Zia real quick? Real Let's quick. Talk about no, bitch. bitch real quick, because again, I made it with content. Again, follow me. Don't do it. I'm keeping track of all the bitches that are fucking up. But she not only did ableism, but she did blackface. She appropriated the hair and she used bachata in her music and really badly by the way it's always badly so bad on you Sia I am so sad I went to see you fuck you and your bae just because you fuck brown guys because we know you fucked Manuel because that's how he got to your what's his name Miguel 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 yeah we know y'all hooked up so like okay we get it but like that was wrong per now cut the cameras Dead ass. Hi, 
Hi, favorites. It's your girl, Nunu Perez. Buenos dias. Kambawa. Me amo Palomasos. And we are the hosts of Wait, Don't Do It. Do you want to see more content visually appealing to your eyes? Never. Oh my god, then you are not moving with the times because Wait, Don't Do It is on Instagram and YouTube. Full episodes. Go check it out now. Favorites. We'll see you there. Mwah.